welcome back to Facing the Music Podcast. So excited to have you all here with this episode. We're going to be talking about the funky, the smooth, the silk sonic duo. Uh, really excited actually about this episode. We've been talking about it a lot. Even before we started recording, we probably should have just recorded. But anyways, here we are, ready to go. Talk about Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pac. Uh, again, so glad to have everybody here. I'm your host, Gray, along with uh, Julian here and Zendo as well today in the studio. So excited uh, for us to all be back on track. I know you all don't feel it because we release an episode every single week. And if you didn't know that, now you know. Um, every Monday, 7 a.m., we have a new episode out for you on any major streaming platform, but it's been a couple of weeks since we've all been in the studio. You know, some of us been on vacation, um, just been working on some other projects. So really good to have everybody back and, and being able to record. It's always just a good time. So anyways, back to the point of this episode, Anderson Pock, Bruno Mars, Silk Sonic. So let's just open it up how we always do. What, what are our first impressions? I know we're like a year late. Um, this album was, uh, there was a couple of tracks that were nominated for a Grammy, um, but we still wanted to just highlight it and just talk about it, give our opinions. And and we want to hear your feedback as well. So um, as always, feel free to hit us up on social media, um, even by email, facingthemusic at gmail.com, or of course on our Instagram, TikTok at facingthemusic. More than happy to hear from you and, and, and just what your thoughts are overall on this album or this project or individually as the two artists. So I'm going to open this up so I can stop talking for a little bit. Um, I want to open this up to Julian and, and Zendo. What are your thoughts on this album? What are your thoughts on the overall vibe? Like wh- what... Let me, let me make that a little bit more specific. How does this album make you feel? I think you started off pretty well, you know, funky, smooth. I mean, I agree, man. Like, I mean, I feel like immediately, I mean, we were talking about this before we even recorded. I think when most people heard that this collaboration was going to be done even before listening to a signal, uh, like a single, like most people were like, oh, wow, like easily could hear these voices come together. And yeah, I feel like they do a really good job. I mean, it's like what you said before, it's smooth, it's funky, it's, yeah, it's really cool. I'm, I'm very satisfied with the project that we were given. I mean, uh, also the length, it's only like 10 tracks. Um, I was very satisfied. And it's like, you know, it's, it's a vibe overall, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I no, no, no objections to that. What about you, Zendo? Bro, first of all, I love the name. I just love Silk Sonic. It's it just a fitting title. Before I even heard the project, I, I think it just describes both of these artists very well. And so I've heard him a lot more through features, you know, with um, Corday. He's d- he did a feature with Dr. Dre, Aaron Compton. I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, oh yeah. You're right. Um, and then there was another one. I mean, at this I, point, I Anderson remember. has featured, you know, he's like with everybody. everybody. And he did like a feature with J. Cole. And that, that's really when I started paying attention to him. Yeah. But the first time I heard him, his voice was just so different. I didn't know how to think of it at first. But then over time, he's just proven himself as a very, very talented artist. Yeah, it's like artist. high pitch. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I think you bring up a really good point there, too. And I think that I don't think you're the only person. I bet money on this. I don't think you're the only person that feels that his voice was out of place because I think when Anderson Pac broke out on the scene, people immediately tried to put him in this category of hip hop artists and he's not a hip hop artist. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was collaborating with a lot of them. Right. And I feel like like, that's most people's first impressions. Mm -hmm. Like this is not hip hop or this is a weird interpretation of hip hop. And it's not, he's not trying to be a rapper. He's not trying to be a hip hop artist. It's, this is like contemporary funk, yeah. like jazz and funk infused music. It's soul music, yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the best way that I, at least I yeah. think of it is like, he's just a very soulful with his, with his music, his sound, um, just sonically, no pun intended, like just very much. Yeah. Exa- you're not, he doesn't beat around the bush. Like you get exactly yeah. what you expect once you understand 
the type of artist that he is. Yeah. And also he ha I mean, even though for most of the time he is soulful, he has um he's had rapped in the past, but for the most part, he's definitely more of like an R and B singer. Oh, so for I feel sure. like so I feel like he definitely does he can do that. Like if he wanted to, he could like rap and he does incorporate that in his music, but he does a really good job at just like okay. really just being like an just musically talented in general. Okay. Well, the first track that I heard with him was Deep Water by Kendrick and Dr. Yeah, right. So I thought yeah. he was a rapper. Yeah, I, I, and I, yeah, he was, yeah, he was more like no. ad-libbing in that song, but yeah. I thought it was kind of like a West Side Gun thing where he just had a different, yeah. or like, you know, Danny sure. Boy. It was just a different Well, with voice. that whole entire album, actually, I'm glad we're, you were talking about Compton because that, that's the first time I even even heard of Anderson Pock, period. And yeah. he's, mm-hmm. a, he's an all over that album. He's like in four or five tracks. Oh, and really? Like, yeah, like he's all over I that. I haven't heard that album full through. Yeah, so like he, okay. he's all over that album. That okay. was the first time I noticed him because there are moments where, you know, he's like kind of rapping, but it's also singing, kind of like what I brought up earlier where I feel like he's really he's definitely a lot better at vocal performance than at rapping even though he does do that pretty well it was just very different you know the way the execution and like his vocal performance was just very different and I I wasn't aware of him and to me I'm not gonna lie not no shade but I wasn't I wasn't the biggest fan of it at first just Um, because it was like of Anderson Pac well just because this is coming from my um, first interpretation from when he dropped uh, uh, when he was in Compton, sorry, kind of blank. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Compton, he was like all over that. I was very like, whoa, this is new, this is different, but he's also good enough to be on a Dr. Dre project, you know what I mean? And then ever after that, I mean, I feel like he's already kind of proven himself. Yeah. I heard all yeah. of Malibu. I mean, I'm very familiar with his discography at this point that, yeah, I just feel like he's just, as far as like with, I wouldn't even say hip hop, as far as like music nowadays, I feel like he's up there as like more on the musically talented side of things. Yeah. For me, like I an artist will automatically steal my heart once I find out that they play an instrument, you know, and that they have like their hand is in the, we could do drums, piano. Exactly. Sings, and and I've guitar, seen him live yeah, do that. Yeah. Not live. I haven't, you know, been to a concert or anything, mean, but I've know, seen videos and I'm like, good, Oh, that's you know. cool. Like it, 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 I know that now there's another element to your creative process or there's another depth to when you're, you're not just a voice on the mic. Not that there's anything wrong. Right. Because that, it takes a lot of talent to also put your voice over something. Right. Yeah. But I think I've had this conversation before. Like that's what I like about Kanye West. I feel like you're getting more of the artist, the more obviously the more involved they are in the project, you know, and so no, yeah, that's that, that. The, as his image and my conceptualization of Anderson Pac has evolved. I've just can like progressively come to appreciate him more as an artist, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, no, a hundred percent, I agree. And then like Bruno Mars, like I, it's funny because my only background with Bruno Mars, okay, lighters, pretty much. <laughs> it was like the first. I think that's like the first song I heard by Bruno lighters. Mars. And then, oh, um, you know, twenty four. Carrot Magic and and that that um, which is a fan phenomenal song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and that's yeah. like and actually, as a matter of fact, this is what I wanted to talk about. Well, maybe I should save that for uh, like later. Just talking about, but either way, I've I've always respected both of these artists. I, even though Bruno Mars, I know he had pre prehistorically, he um, previously <laughs> was more known for you know more like mainstream music up until like his his most recent projects. Um, I always thought he was still a good artist. Like oh, there was also a Man in the Mirror that he did with Lil Wayne that I also I really liked his part on that as well. Um, and so like I I was very surprised when this I was like I would have never seen these yeah. two artists collaborate. But when I heard it, I was it makes I, sense. yeah it makes yeah. sense. It wasn't like out. It wasn't like it didn't feel inorganic. And so it, I'm actually ashamed of myself that it took me so long to listen to it, but I've just li- been listening to so many other things. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, like the the album, it, it's a solid album. Like, I'm just gonna start that way. It's a very solid album. Very realistic. A lot of replayability to it. Um, and 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like just, I just feel good. Yeah. Like it's just, it's good music. Yeah. Anybody can enjoy it. it mm-hmm. I mean, there's some, for sure, there's definitely some suggestive themes, right, for younger audiences, but I also feel that. But it's pretty veiled. I don't think it's yeah, too graphic. Yeah, it's not, it's not very graphic, yeah. other than the f- couple of expletives, but I mean, that's yeah, just music in general, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's, there's clean versions, you know, it's, it's and it's not, it's not like every other line is being bleeped. Exactly. You know, like it's, exactly. it's very, it's a very, very tolerable. It's, yeah. An accessible album. An accessible, yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love that wording. It's a very accessible album. And the masses, right? It's not just someone, that's the crazy thing you got to think about. Like, this is an album, like how often, it's it's so interesting. Because we're talking about this as being like an R&B album. But honestly, I feel like this is. Almost like a pop album. It is a pop yeah, album, Yeah, right? I was going to say that. Pop is just popular music, <laughs> yeah, right? And there's no is, like one genre for pop. This is absolutely 100% popular music. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it's good music, right? And we always talk. I know a lot of people like to crap on pop. And, and I'm one of those people. Because there's some out there that you just, you know, it's candy pop is what it's called mm-hmm. in the industry, right? It's manufactured. It's made to sound a specific way. And it's made to sell sell records, right? Yeah. Or, or in this day and age streams, right? To get streams. But this is not an album that feels like that at all. At all. Like, there's not a moment in this where I was like, damn, they're really trying to pander to an audience. You know, it's 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 overall a very authentic experience. The collaboration is there, you know. It, I don't know if they were in the same booth when they were recording this or not, but you could not convince me that they <laughs> that weren't. That they weren't, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. If you told me that they weren't, I'd be so surprised. Whereas in a lot of features, I feel like, especially in popular music, you can tell. Yeah. Especially when it's a remix, you can tell. You can, you can, you can, it fits, but you can tell that they did not collaborate on it together. You know, it was like, this is, this is what the studio wants. This is what you're going to do, you know? And then that's kind of the deal. And you kind of, you get your creative freedom in that, but you don't get, you, you're forced to like make that remix or or, or add your verse or change it or whatever the case is, right. To make it more relevant and sell more, sell more streams or records, whatever. So So, I think, I think it's really cool. I think it's a really good album overall. I think it's fantastic. I think. I think it's just it's just very well executed, very well executed on both their parts. I, I I don't have any, I don't really have any negative comments to give about it. To be yeah. honest, it's interesting that you bring up the pop thing because that's exactly what I was thinking about. I was like, this is a an R and B album, but there are elements to it that are very yeah, very yeah. popular, and it's intre- What makes it interesting? So I just finished this book called The Power of Habit, and in one of the chapters, it talks about the breakthrough of Outcast. They had their um, you know, their hit single Hey Ya. And how basically when that that song was like first produced, their manager was like, you know, basically telling all of these radio stations like, hey, this is going to be like the next big hit. And they, like just the moment they heard it, they thought it was a really good song. And when it was initially played on the radio, people didn't like it because it was so different than what they were used to. And, and the book goes into a little bit more of like the psychology behind it, how they actually got it to be more popular. Um, but it, 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 well, and part of that psychology was when it comes to like, popular music what makes it so appealing is that it's a song that's different but that adheres to the same conventions of other popular music you know and so you as a listener can branch out into other artists and potentially other genres while still feeling this degree of certainty to the music that you're listening to this degree of familiarity and it and i think that's what's really like it's a hard line to walk for for any artist that's trying to break it out break out in a in in the popular sense right because any artist i i feel well and let me not impose this um mission statement on any artist but Throughout history, artists 
kind of have to balance this line of defamiliarizing what's already familiar to us to make us think about things in a much different way or familiarizing that which is extremely foreign, you know, and making it much more accessible to the public so that we can play around with new ideas and new elements of reality, you know? And so, but then at the same, like the, the risk that you run with that is that, you know, there can become, a, there comes a formula, which, you know, if you're in the industry or whatnot, I'm, I'm, you're more, you know, you know yeah. what that formula looks like. And then as listeners, you can kind of now identify that formula and then you feel like you're not getting a new experience every time you're listening to music. And then it becomes less about the music and it's more about sales because you're just for following this formula to become popular, right? And so bringing that back around, like, at this, like on the one hand, as I was listening to this album, I was really scared about doing this episode because I'm like, I don't really have much to say about it because the lyrical content is so different to the hip hop albums that we review and things of that nature. Yeah. Right. But I, at the same yeah. time, like it re it brought me back to the roots of music. Like music is you, sometimes you just have to listen to music. It's not about like dissecting of every course, lyric. Yeah, it's yeah. not about, it's just about li listening. I love that, that you bring that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I think it's so important, right? I think especially on our end, right? Like, cause we're so, because of the format that we're providing, right? And then the content that we're creating, it's it breeds an environment where we have to be analytical, right? And and we're we're I don't want to say forced, but we're put in a position where we need to be analytical in order to be able to provide good content at yeah. times, right? And and to give honest and critical review and feedback, right? Yeah. And then it's just so interesting when you come across an album like this that's just such a success. Right. And it's it's very well known and will continue to grow in 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 fame, right? And in in not 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 infamy, because it's a good album, right? It's good. Um, but there's just so much there's so much less to talk about, yeah. I almost feel like, right? It's Other it's aside, simple. It's a very simple yeah, it, album. It, yeah. it's a very yeah. it's it's not trying to be anything other than what it needs to be. Yeah. And and I feel that that is something that a lot of artists get caught up in, right? especially new artists or new groups, right? We have two artists that are tenured, have been around for Bruno Mars, arguably for a while, has won tons of Grammys, very, very successful career overall. Um, Anderson Pock is still growing. Like, I mean, I don't want to say he's still making a name for himself. He's made the name for himself, but it's more recent and in more recent memory that this individual has really pushed his career yeah, and broken that and ceiling, right? And, masses, and gotten the yeah. attention of the masses, right? And just because you have two big stars doesn't mean that a project is going to turn out oh, great, yeah. right? There's yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot, it's high risk, high reward, right? Because on one hand, you have fans of Anderson Pock, and the other hand, you have fans of Bruno Mars. Like you have your diehard fans and you have the fans that are just like, yeah, they're both great. And then you have the people that are like, I don't even know who the heck this is, yeah. right? Yeah. So you have a huge, you have a polar, I don't, and I don't even want to say polarizing because there, there's probably overlap in their fan bases, right? But there, it is polarizing and contrasting in the sense that just because you have two good artists together doesn't mean you're going to make a good project, right? I mean, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I'm sure if I thought long and hard about it, I could find quite a few examples of that where it was like, this just didn't work how it should have been. Like, yeah, for example, yeah. and this is, a, this is a good example, but watch the throne. You know, with Jay Z. I and, knew you were going to reference it. With Jay Z and <laughs> Kanye. Like, yeah, yeah. right? Two superstars from two different eras of hip hop, two different styles of hip hop, stylistically and genre wise and like topic wise. And then you bring them together and they made a fantastic project that everybody in the hip hop community, regardless of how you feel about either of them, you, you, you can't really deny that it's a, it's a successful and a very good project for that moved the culture forward and moved and pioneered a new era of, 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 of hip hop. Right. And, and, and just this opportunity to collaborate. Right. And that no one is too big to collaborate with anybody. And same thing here, right. You have these two big artists again, right. Like I said that, you know, might, might have some intermingling within their camps, but 
for the most part are, are, are separate entities and bringing them together. That's a tricky. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that you have to keep in mind here, right? You can have good chemistry, but that doesn't mean that your labels do, right? That yeah. doesn't mean that the business aspect lines up, right? There's, there's so many moving parts that you don't see behind the scenes and that we don't even know about, right? We're just simply commentating on it. Yeah, and, there, and there's just a lot that you have to consider and, and all those things considered, it's pretty crazy how well this project came out. I mean, again, I, I've just, I hate, I usually, I don't shouldn't say I hate, but usually in our episodes, I, there's always something that I can critique, right? And there's usually something that I can be like, hey, like I would have liked to seen this or I would have, you know, you know, something as, as far as the music goes. But in this particular album, I have a very hard time finding something and just being like, this didn't make sense. Why did you do this? Yeah, or I would have yeah. done this differently because I think that this was just a, a good example of a very good execution of a project. They were very intentional. They knew what they wanted to do. They had good chemistry. They work very well together. Their performances match. It doesn't seem like one is outmatching the other. Their energy's there. The pacing's like everything is there. Now there's a couple things that I know I I'll, I'll let Julian talk about first. Cause I know there's a couple things that he wanted to talk about that he just had some minor gripes with I would say uh, so I don't want to talk about that yet but yeah I mean I just I feel like I usually don't I'm usually not like a dick rider but this time <laughs> no, around no, I feel like that's I all you can am. do with yeah, this well, well, what, what minor gripes do I have that, that's uh, for you to say what, what well, minor gripes yeah, do well, you that, have that, yeah, that's oh. why I'm it to you <laughs> no I mean I feel like I was pretty clear in the beginning like I don't really have too much to like at least negatively to say I mean well you were I guess I can be more specific than on my question my question I guess you had said something about the, the releasing of the singles oh, and how you had like bad. it yeah, kind of yeah, bugged yeah. you so that's what I was leading up to because <laughs> no, I, no, I have very similar sentiments but I didn't want to take that from you I want you to talk about that no so yeah you're good I mean I'll just mention it very quickly I don't think it necessarily affects the project too much as far as it being musically good like it doesn't affect it it's just uh it, me personally it just affected just like re the way it was released and uh, yeah that's right we were talking yeah. about it before we recorded pretty much they they dropped uh leave the door open like what seven months before, they before released, the which is a pretty album. big lead time yeah. for any yeah. for any single leading up to an album yeah. i mean i'm sure there's other albums out there that do that but I mean, yeah, most of you know, it's a couple weeks. Yeah, and I did a little reading. Know? I did a little bit of reading. I mean, I, it was just a brief thing that I saw something about COVID, and it was during you know lockdown time, and that probably did affect that. Sure, that I'm makes not, sense. I'm not blaming anybody that makes for sense. it. I it's could just, see that. For me personally, I was like very excited for this yeah. project because you know I'm a huge fan of Anderson Pac, uh -huh. and I'm not like the biggest fan of Bruno Mars, but you know I've known him. You know he's and he's, a he's an icon. Artist. Yeah, he's yeah. an icon from like from the 2000 era where it's a like where music extremely started. Extremely successful yeah. artist that like yeah. sweeps the Grammys. I mean, I know we talked yeah. about how the, you know, like all the 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 problems. Let, let's just leave it very vague. The, the issues with the Grammys. And if you want to hear more about that, you can go and listen to that other episode. Yeah, we'll, we have the Grammy Leave episode, a link in the description yeah. if you want to If you want to go back to that episode where we talked about the 2021 Grammy or the 2020 Grammys. Neither here nor there. But it's still impressive yeah. for to sweep every category that you're nominated for for like six years straight. Like that's yeah. pretty impressive. And, and even other than just that, I've always liked Bruno Mars. I never like bummed to his albums like that, but I've always been a fan. You know what I mean? Like his features were always sure. good and he's always just made good music in general. So when I immediately heard about this project, I was like very excited because I don't know. I just feel like Anderson Pac has come into the scene at a perfect time. I feel like every feature that he's on, he just obliterates and just kills. And you rarely get anything bad people to like you rarely get anybody's talking bad about Anderson Pock. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's pretty rare that you ever hear that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there sure, that aren't sure, fond yeah. of his music I, and, I can under, and, and I can understand why, you know? like I, I can totally understand why it's, it's a, it's an acquired sound. 
Yeah, it's different. It's you know? not something, especially if you listen to like Oxnard and yeah. like some of his other albums. Like, and but you also got to take into account like where this dude grew up. You know, like I think that's a big part of it too. California. He grew up in Cal- in Oxnard, California. Like, I mean, like that's the hood. You know, like I mean, you're you're literally talking like that's like L.A. level like gangster shit. You know what I mean? So it's not surprising that his take on the genre of music that he's creating is is different and it's refined and it's it's refreshing quite frankly right he's making funk and r&b for the modern age there's not many artists there's that not are a lot doing of people that, that do that and yeah. the artists that are doing it which hey i think that you should absolutely stick to stay true to roots as well and i think that's important but i think that anderson pox does a very good job of infusing his own stylistic flair if you will to his music without compromising the historic precedent that's been set by like funk jazz r&b and like predominantly black music right i think he does a very good job of balancing that and and making it but still being able to make it his own like i think and i think that's so important like that's that's the cool thing and that's why i love facing the music so much is because there's so many you know, I don't want to say old heads, but there's a lot of people out there that feel like, oh, if it's not done this way, it can't be done, you know? And it's like, but that that's never what any creative field has ever been about. If yeah. that's how creatives thought, you wouldn't have any of the modern music past um, cla- what's considered classic music now. You wouldn't have any of it. it. It would never evolve. And that's it's so cool to be able to see someone that's willing to push the boundaries, even though you're going to get pushback from the purists. 100%, like... I know in our generation and our in our friend groups and stuff like this is received very well, but I hundred percent could see, uh, and I want to say old heads. I hate that term, but like people that come from a generation heads. prior, yeah, yeah, but they're old they're heads, old right? Heads, like, yeah. and yeah. but they, but I don't know. I don't even like the reason I don't like old heads is because technically, it's not just like old people. Technically, it's, the yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. technically, the music that we the hip hop that we grew up on is technically considered now old considered heads now old, yeah. for listening to that right yeah. but but we've adapted right and we we can see and we still enjoy music as it comes out and we see the beauty in it and yeah. i'm not trying to like put us up on a pedestal or anything i'm just saying that it's important sometimes to be able to open your eyes even if you can't 100% enjoy the music or you 100% are like eh you know what i don't like this as much as i like other stuff but you but at least being able to see the beauty in it and I, that's why i love facing the music right like cuz we talk about this all the time and this is a, i think i think um anderson pock is a prime example of that because he does have this style that's very reminiscent of older funk and older jazz and older again predominantly black music and you have him still paying homage to that while creating his own sound. And, the and I think that's had, tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. You and have it, to tread lightly. Yeah. And, and I think he does a really good job of treading lightly, but not compromising his style and yeah. his, his artistic vision, which is important too. Oh, for sure. And I mean, even the album had a couple of references to Michael Jackson, you know, and it, it, if that, I think that kind of gives you a, a little bit of insight into the headspace that both of yeah. the artists were in when they were making the project. Um, now it's interesting that we bring up like the you know historical precedent and paying homage to old artists because I have a theoretical headcanon as to why this collaboration happened when it did. Uh-huh. So for one, Bruno, this is the the first project that Bruno Mars has released since Twenty Four K Magic, you know, and Bruno Mars caught a lot of flack for quote unquote appropriating black culture, and I always thought that was that was such like a bullshit allegation, you know, because and I mean, I, huh. okay, let me not say it's bullshit, more so like 
he's good at it. Like, like everybody likes 24 karat magic, you know? So it's like for you to take a song that that's meant to be like so fun loving, it's very soulful and funky and all the, and um, along with the other singles in that yeah. album in general. Right. And then just like, I, I, I don't know, like I, a lot of times, why you got to ruin it? That's exactly, it's music. you know, you why know? you got to ruin it. And that's how I feel about it. At least. So, on the one hand, right, I'd really love to believe, and, and I, I do believe to an extent that this was an organic collaboration, right? I'm sure that Anderson, Pock and Bruno Mars have their connections and they just kind of met up and they thought, hey, like, it'd be cool if we just did a project together, right? But I also think that, I mean, if you look at a lot of the visual rhetoric behind, well, specifically the album cover, right? And Bruno Mars's aesthetic right now, it's very interesting because it's very different, not only from what he looks like in 24 Karat Magic. Like, if you just look at his style, throughout the ages, like what Bruno Mars looks like, you know, from sure. the beginning, it's very clear that it's now he's segueing into the genre, right? Where he might find a lot of opposition because of the racial ambiguity yeah. or, or, or rather the lack of racial content surrounding his music. And now he's entering a genre that is extremely saturated with that kind of dialogue, you sure. know? And so it being that you're now having Anderson Pock, who is not only a well-established name, but is continuing to progress in his, you know, um, not the in his fame, as you could say, you know, and just becoming more and more of a household name that in a way, Anderson Pock has now become a claim for of legitimacy for Bruno Mars, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, you know I, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't I don't think I don't want to say that's far off because I'm sure someone feels like that. I just I don't know. I've never listened to a Bruno Mars track and been like, this is cultural appropriation. Like I've just no, never neither. felt like me that. And, and this is why I hate to say that because me personally, if that's, if that was the motive for this album, then I'm like, that, that wasn't necessary. That think, wouldn't be necessary. Exactly, but do you think that, do you think that if that was the case that, Anderson Pock would stand for it. I don't think he would. 100%. Because, really? yeah, because I mean, okay. I'm not saying that Anderson Pock, because I don't think in that case it would be like manipulative, right? right. Where he's like, it's hey, very I just want to do a track with you. Just, right. But he's, I think it would be more like, hey, Anderson, again, I don't know any of the circumstances exactly. around exactly. what's going on, right? But I could totally see it being like, I, you know, say I'm Anderson Pock and I'm talking to Bruno Mars mm -hmm. and I'm just like, hey, I, I hear what the media is saying about you and I, I think it's it's disrespectful. Like I, I view you as a talented artist and I'd love for us to do a project together okay. to prove them wrong. I see you what know? you're saying now. And, I get a little bit of a better you understanding. You know what I mean? Now. Okay. I, but I'm saying like, but yeah, I, I don't, don't think that the, the creation of this album could be completely devoid of the knowledge of what was being said about Bruno Mars during that time period, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah, this I don't is the know. thing. I've this seen... is the thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. I mean, I, I, I've seen some interviews and obviously you can... You not everything from interview is like legit and yeah, too on yeah, point, yeah, but yeah. from what I've seen, it seems like a pretty genuine project. That they just kind of came together. No, I mean this has been in the making for like a long time. Okay, too. yeah, okay. this this isn't just like the last couple of years. Like, oh, let's just make an album. They've been talking about this since like 2015 or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, so well, I mean, from what I've seen, it seems yeah, genuine. Yeah. I don't think this is for. I mean, and plus, just hearing like both their music separately and not ever expecting them to collab, like it just seems like it almost be they belong. Like they need it. It almost seems like they have to collab. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you wouldn't have said that until 24 Karat Magic came out. That was I, the first project. Well, I mean, I don't really. I, don't know, I never bumped to Bruno Mars like that. To I don't. Even know I don't what know. I don't know if that's is. really like, what I feel it like. Is. I feel never, like really. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm the only things that I'm too familiar with Bruno Mars is really his like popular songs that came out on the radio. When that when Silk Sonic first got introduced, it just made sense. Like their, their vocals 
They, it, like, I just feel like vocally mm. and just like their music. Mm. Feel like if they, you had told me that this collaboration was going to happen when Lighters came out, I would have been like, "That's weird." Like that. That's like saying like you know, what if Adele and Kendrick Lamar did a track together? Like yeah. it just be it just and not to say that I'm that couldn't that, happen. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not saying that, that couldn't happen. <laughs> right? That, right? That's right. You totally I'm waiting for that collab. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. You talked about that in, our, in your dream collab. Okay, another shameless plug. If you haven't listened to our dream collabs album, go listen to that shit. I you could hear about, about Julian talking about Kendrick listen, Lamar and and, and that could Adele. very well be a good project. I, that's not what I'm saying. But it, <laughs> if it's like a project you wouldn't anticipate, like if someone was like, you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And no, that's I get you. But I, I just, it. yeah, yeah. Look, it, listen. If if yeah. if he would have came out with this collab after like Duops and Hooligans, like his first album, yeah, then that would have been. Yes, 100% questionable. All right, Bruno Mars, what are you trying to do? Yeah. But even after like Unorthodox Jukebox, like I feel like he was starting to add, he's always had that flair, like that Michael Jackson flair, you know, and a lot of people have yeah, true, made true, the comparisons, true. you know? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I don't really think that it's that far off. Like I really don't think that this collaboration was that far off. And I don't think that, I think, I don't, I think without 24 Karat Magic, there wouldn't be a Silk Sonic, right? But wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Repeat what you just said. You said without... A I think without... And this is just purely based off of the artistic step that Bruno Mars decided to take with 24 Karat Magic. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that it would have been... I don't think there would have been a Silk Sonic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's literally all yeah, I'm saying. But I don't think that there was an ulterior motive. And I don't think... No. And this is the other thing. You know, yeah. people like to complain about shit all the time. And that's fine. Like, if you really feel that way, that's fine. Like, who am I to tell you how to feel, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. You can feel whatever type of way you want. If you feel some type of way about it, then that's fine. That's okay. Like, I'm not... No one's shitting on you. This is the thing, though. The fact that they were still in the... Pub, he was still in the public eye. He won, like, three or four Grammys that year. Actually, I think he won more than that in in 2018, he won like a shit ton of Grammys. Like if he was canceled, right? And if it was really around that, like I don't think that he would have, he would have still think... be as successful or would have been in a position to to make that album with Anderson Pop. No, no, no. That, and that's, I, I really don't, just to kind of, a few disclaimers no, 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 slash I, I, qualifiers. Yeah, sure. One, I actually haven't listened to a full Bruno Mars project. Okay, you know? So okay. that's a very important distinction to make. Okay, like, fair So enough. I could be coming out of like completely out of left field, right? But th this is like a narrative that I kind of created in my head okay. just based off of the songs that I've heard by sure. Bruno Mars, right? Um, and then two is that I, I'm not really trying to as ascribe like some type of, you know, mal malicious might be a little strong, right? But like manipulative, like, or no, like this no, is no. like a, totally a, formula, uh, yeah. a fabricated thing to like redeem his public image. I don't think that's what it We're was. We're not trying to cause drama. But yeah. at the same time, I think this, in a like that, obviously, just like you said, right? Mm -hmm. Like 24 Karat Magic was Bruno Mars leaning more to that genre, into this genre, right? Of R&B and, and funk. I, I That's what I got out of it. it. It just was so drastically different from what I had heard from him previously right and then on the heels and also remember in the time period we're talking about like 2015 is when this came out which is like the height of the black lives matter movement so even if the the actual allegation of cultural appropriation itself wasn't that strong just the fact that tensions at that point and just general sentiment was driven into this inclination of being a lot more adversarial you have to be a lot more cautious if you want to maintain your career as an artist you know yeah and and that's why i think that it's that statement is so blown out. Not your statement, but just the, the, but the cultural that, appropriation. That, that one. Yeah. consensus is so out there. It's yeah. so out of left field because 
if that was the case, he would have gotten shut down. Yeah. Like if that was really, if that was really the intention, you know, yeah. it would have gotten brought to light, you know? And as I just don't, again, neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, and truth be told, I don't want to focus on this too much. Yeah, like, no, 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 I no just, of course. But it's really to go back to exactly what you said. Like, and I just kind of wanted to say that to people that truly believe that Bruno Mars is just, out here culturally appropriate. I just it's don't like, think that's why are you bringing that yeah. into this conversation? It doesn't need to be. You know, like, it doesn't it, need to be. It doesn't part need of it, to be right? here, You know, yeah, Again, yeah. and and uh, all right, let let let's let's narrow that down a little bit. It doesn't need to be part of our conversation at facing the music. Yeah, yeah. Our mission is not to talk about to, this yeah, stuff and to yeah. not to necessarily comment. I mean, we'll commentate on it, but it's not about. It's not about that. We're literally here talking about the music, the music you know? itself, and that's why I think. That, that's where it gets rough sometimes. And I know we've talked about this in episodes and I know we have upcoming episodes where we talk about this a lot more and just like people, uh, musicians' personal lives and separating the music from the artist, right? And I think for the sake of our format and what we are delivering to our audience, right, and to our fan base is purely musical. And at the end of the day, this is a fantastic album and anybody can enjoy this. And I stand behind that, uh, that statement that I think anybody could enjoy this project. And you might listen to a couple of songs and be like, eh, this is not for me. That's fine. But there's at least one song in here that you can listen to. Yeah, and I the agree. funk and enters gonna, you, bro. Yeah, it, it, it just does. It just, the it really just shall be within you. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just so it's infectious. It's good. It's good music. It's yeah. good quality music. That's well thought through is well put together. This is not, this is not a manufactured album. This is not a manufactured sound. It's very authentic. And yeah. that's what I want our viewers to take away and, and, and everybody to take away from this album. And this is also another album where I genuinely feel like these two people had a really fun time making, making this. Oh, really like, yeah. the chemistry. Yeah. You yeah. cannot just have an album with this yeah. kind of chemistry if you didn't enjoy what you were doing. It yeah. just doesn't yeah. work like that. They just like, like they had the most fun, yeah. like just 100%. Kid, kids playing. Having, like th When you watch the music videos, it just reminds me of when when I wanted to be like a rock star as a young age, like I don't know why, I just get that vibe of like just ha like they're living the dream. Yeah, like they're literally like, just living the dream and just yeah. enjoying yourself. Like I just, and I really fantastic. like the vibes of that. And one, again, yeah. the only reason why I bring that up is to undermine the claims that there's, you know, any claims about cultural appropriation with Bruno Mars. Right. Like if okay. you're listening to yeah. us and you're like, you had that opinion, like you just need to get that out of your mind. Like yeah, I, I just don't think it's relevant. Yeah, I it's really just don't not. Think it it really. And and now I will say is like you know, especially with black genres you know r&b well r&b a little bit less so but um rap you know we it, the thing is it's very hard to separate that genre particularly from the politics that surrounds it you know because it is a, a genre right. deeply entrenched in the political issues surrounding it you know and that's why i i like there is that boundary that you have to cross when you're going from one genre into this right but that's why i really appreciate this project because it's like just enjoy it like yeah, you don't have to think too hard about it it don't it hyper analyze it doesn't ask you know? anything of you and you don't need to ask anything of, of it. it like it's yeah. just it's just there it's just a good project you could put it in and you could just or you could put it in I, like if I could, I the reason I say put it in is because I can just imagine it like being on like a vinyl or on a CD because yeah, that's just yeah. the sound that you yeah. get off yeah, of this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could just plug in your headphones or, or or put in your AirPods, whatever the hell you use, and you can just listen to it and enjoy yeah, it. You yeah. can enjoy it in a in a private setting. You can enjoy it at a party. You can enjoy it on your ride to work, on your way home from work. You could be sad, happy, up. It doesn't matter. Like there's, it, it doesn't fit a specific mood but it will put you in a specific mood and that is just the power of music and that is why i love facing the music so much because we get to talk about the power of music and what it brings to the table but anyways we're at time so 
Thank you all so much for facing the music with us today. So excited that we got to talk about um, Silk Sonic, Anderson Pock, and Bruno Mars. If you haven't given it a listen, highly, highly recommend. Definitely has our seal of approval on it. Um, and yeah, if, I recommend if, it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and if if you have um, any thoughts or comments or anything, like I said at the beginning of the episode, always feel free to hit us up on our email. Um, and feel free to check out some of our other episodes. I know we've kind of referenced some today. Um, feel free to check those out. Um, seriously, Julian talking about Adele and Kendrick is hilarious <laughs> to me, and I Forgot think about that. it's actually a pretty good uh, I think it could be a pretty good collab and there's some pretty interesting ones that we talk about in there so just go back about about 10 episodes ago and you can find that one but anyways all thank you again so much for facing the music we'll see you in the next episode see you guys next time peace